Walking outside is a healthy thing to do, but most of the time, 90% of the time, we spend indoors. And are you aware that according to the EPA, the indoor air that we breathe is two to five times more polluted than this outdoor air? My sponsor, Air Doctor, has the solution. And by the way, they're offering you up to $300 off. I'll give you some details in just a moment. Air Doctor filters out 99.99%. That's almost perfect. Things in the air that can cause problems like allergens, pollen, pet dander, dust mites, mold spores, even bacteria and viruses that could make you sick. Here's the thing. Air Doctor comes with a 30-day breathe-easy money-back guarantee, so if you don't love it, just send it back for a refund minus the shipping. Head to airdoctorpro.com, use the promo code WALKING to receive up to $300 off air purifiers. And exclusive to podcast customers, you'll also receive a free three-year warranty on any unit, which is an additional $84 value. Lock this special offer by going to A-I-R-D-O-C-T-O-R-P-R-O.com and use the promo code WALKING. Walking as Fitness is sponsored by BetterHelp. Walking can help with anxiety. Being out in nature can lower the feelings of anxiety. But if you're feeling anxiety or more, wouldn't it be good to get to the root cause of that? What's actually causing this? And to learn some positive coping skills? As helpful as it is to get out and take a walk, you can't do this all day long. If you're thinking about therapy, I want to invite you, to encourage you, to give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Take a moment. Visit BetterHelp.com slash walking to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash walking. Hi, friends. Does life feel a little chaotic, overwhelming, filled with stress right now? That's, that's a rhetorical question. You don't need to answer that. One of the things I have really come to appreciate in the year of 2020 and have been working on is this idea of rest. And obviously sleep is a significant part of that. And I've been using my my Fitbit, which tracks, which can track your sleep, tracks my sleep, and even the stages of sleep. And then every day it gives me a sleep score, which if you're competitive like I am, particularly competitive with myself, you know, I can try new things and make adjustments and see if I can uh, get that sleep score up, which I have been able to do this year. And I'm sleeping far better now than I was a year ago. And I'm incredibly grateful for that. And I can feel the difference. But a lot of us, myself included, uh, when we think about rest and the importance that that has in our health and our wellness, we tend to focus on usually just the sleep, which, of course, is the biggest part of rest. And, and if we think of it beyond sleep, we think of rest as the 
uh, absence of activity, doing, doing nothing. And, you know, we think of that as rest. Well, I've come to learn, and this really resonates with me, that rest can actually be broader than that. And rest isn't always the absence of activity. And that's what this week's podcast is all about. A surprising way that walking can improve your rest. Are you intrigued? Are you interested? You want to rest? Well, enjoy this week's podcast. Let's get started. On September 4th, I decided to end my more than two-year streak of walking at least 20,000 steps a day. I needed to rest, but not in the way that you may think. That morning, we'd accepted an offer to buy our house. This was the culmination of eight months of hard work getting it ready to sell. At the same time, I was working a full-time job that included the responsibility of planning and running three on-air fundraisers for our radio station. I also added this podcast, and I was walking 20,000 steps every day. I was busy, and after eight months, I was tired. We signed the contract offer to sell our house and then got in the car for Myrtle Beach and a long five-day weekend away. It was during that drive south that I decided I would not pursue 20,000 steps for the next five days. One of the hardest directions for me to follow when I'm making a repair or putting something together is do not over-tighten. Have you ever been given this direction? How do you react when you see it? My most recent example came while getting the house ready to sell and I replaced one of our toilets. There are two screws extending from the floor flange that get bolted to the bottom of the toilet. If you over tighten those bolts, you could crack the porcelain. My default is to tighten every bolt until it can't move anymore. That way, I know it's secure. It's really hard for me to stop tightening before I reach that point. But of course, the danger of over-tightening is you could break something or place extra stress on a part that leads to its eventual failure. I think some of us are that way with life. It's hard to stop when we can do a little bit more. We just keep going, not aware we are overstressing ourselves to the point of eventual failure. Rest is a crucial part of health and fitness. Those who do strength training know that lifting weights isn't what builds muscle. That stress tears the muscle down. The muscle rebuilds during rest. If a weightlifter never rests, they're actually causing harm. Our bodies are designed to need rest. If we cheat ourselves out of sleep or post-exercise rest and recovery, we will pay a price. But that wasn't the kind of rest I needed as we started heading for Myrtle Beach. One of my goals for 2020 was to improve my sleep. I have to get up super early for my morning radio job, and for years I've been cheating myself of sleep. Towards the end of 2019, I was really starting to feel that, and at the beginning of the year I changed my bedtime routine so I could at least be in bed for eight hours a night. The difference was pretty dramatic. My Fitbit sleep score climbed into the mid-80s with an occasional peak into the 90s. I was feeling so much better and stronger. This was huge as I began all that work on the house. 
The stress of a pandemic made that sleep adjustment even more crucial for navigating 2020. For the past few years, my fitness routine included not only lots of walking, but also daily strength training and high-intensity cardio. Towards the end of summer 2019, I was feeling drained. This was my do-not-over-tighten moment. To get stronger, I needed to do the counterintuitive thing. I needed to cut back. I had over-tightened, and it felt like I was ready to crack. I cut back my strength training to no more than four days a week, and the high-intensity stuff to no more than three days a week. Within a few weeks of making that adjustment, I could feel the difference, and it was pretty profound. Fast forward one year to the closing days of summer 2020. I was feeling a similar drain, but couldn't figure out what was causing it because I was getting enough sleep. I had adjusted my exercise routine. So what was going on? I had even made some nutrition adjustments and was actually eating better than I was one year earlier. On that drive down to Myrtle Beach, I finally realized what really needed rest. For the past eight months, I was not only physically active getting the house ready, but mentally active too. All of those house projects required a lot of planning and thinking through, and most of them included surprises that I had to figure out how to navigate. My house MacGyver skills were actually growing exponentially. Those fundraisers in the midst of a pandemic and the economy going in the wrong direction required an added level of brain power. Writing the blog and producing this weekly podcast was also always on my mind. And figuring out how to get 20,000 steps a day isn't just a physical activity. As we were heading south, I didn't need to think about my next house project since we finally were under contract. I could set aside strategizing for our upcoming fundraiser for a few days. I was weeks ahead with the blog and podcast, so I could set that aside too. But figuring out how to get 20,000 steps a day was still on my mind. And that's when it hit me. My brain was what needed to rest. And so I decided to end my streak of walking 20,000 steps a day so I wouldn't have to figure out how to get all those steps. What I really needed, what I really needed as we headed to that long weekend was five days of thinking about anything other than where to put my beach chair. There's a growing body of evidence that supports the idea that our brains need downtime too. Of course, sleep is the most important way we can give our brain rest. But there are also routines we can put in place while we are awake as well. Life is fast and crazy, and some call this mental overstimulation cerebral congestion. Giving our brains a break not only helps prevent the negative stuff like stress-induced headaches, fuzzy thinking, and lack of motivation, it can also lead to positive things like improved creativity. During those five days in Myrtle Beach, I didn't stop walking. Instead, I stopped thinking about it and strategizing how to reach a goal. Not surprisingly, perhaps, I still log quite a few steps on my Fitbit, including one day where I did exceed 20,000. Those free walks became part of my rest. Walking is not only fitness hiding in plain sight. Walking is also rest hiding in plain sight. Walking should not compromise how much sleep we get, but it can become a regular part of how we give our brain a break during the day. 
one of the most intense and stressful parts of my life are those twice-annual weekly fundraisers that we do at the radio station. Since I'm in charge of those, my brain is full-on engaged 14 hours a day for almost an entire week. What I've learned is that I need to take a 30-minute walk in the middle of each day. I've also learned that I can't be thinking about the fundraiser while I'm walking either. Those walk breaks give my brain the rest and recovery it needs to finish the day strong. During the last couple of months of getting the house ready, I was doing a lot of walks with an agenda. I had a problem to solve, a blog to write, or planning that had to be done with Ava. So I would take a walk. It's Walking is, is a great way to figure things out. They were very productive walks. What I did less of was walk with no agenda. In other words, I didn't give my brain the opportunity to disengage and even rest. And after five days of walking with no agenda, gratefully, I didn't feel tired as we were heading home five days later. I also realized that I needed to be more intentional about not only walking for fitness, but also walking for rest once I was home. One of the most effective ways to incorporate walking for rest into your daily life is to first establish a daily habit of walking for fitness. This could transform your life in two significant ways. You're getting exercise, and if you walk with no mental agenda, you're also getting rest. Now, to help you get started, I encourage you to try the 30-Day Fitness Challenge. This challenge will help you set a daily step goal that's right for you and provides helpful tools to reach that goal every day, even even if you have struggled with establishing a fitness goal in the past. The 30-Day Challenge will help you create a fitness habit, which eventually leads to fitness momentum. Since that five-day weekend in Myrtle Beach, life actually got even more intense as we navigated through the settlements on the house we were selling and the house we were buying, and there were some speed bumps along the way. And that was followed by moving, which many experts call one of the most stressful of life's experiences. But now, I'm not only walking for fitness, I'm also intentionally walking for rest, walks with no agenda, and they do allow my brain to rest. I want you to experience the same thing, walking for fitness and walking for rest. The 30-Day Fitness Challenge will help you get started, will help you create that fitness habit, fitness momentum. The 30-Day Fitness Challenge will help you create that fitness habit, which leads to fitness momentum and allows you to do both. You can download a free copy of the 30-Day Fitness Challenge from the website walkingisfitness.com. There's also a link in the show notes for this podcast. All right, next week is Thanksgiving, and I've got a special story to tell you, something that happened to me 20 years ago during one of the, really, it's one of the darkest seasons of my life. And it's a story that I think could also help you, and it's appropriate for the season of Thanksgiving and gratitude. Thanks so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this week's Walking as Fitness podcast, and I also hope you'll join us again next week.